to Unpain Clinic Podcast. Here, you will learn how to resolve stubborn pain for muscles, tendons, joints. How to increase your athletic performance, optimize your biological age, and look naturally with long-lasting results. I'm your host, Yuran Berisha, founder and visionary of Unpain Clinic. Stay tuned. I hope you love it. Welcome to episode number five. Uh, today, we are going to talk about the transmission of the kinetic body. So imagine this. If core, you always learn that is the engine, it powers everything in human body, then do you know who is the transmission of the body? Who transfers that force, that powers to your wheels? to your feet, to your legs, that's actually the hip joint. So hip joint, it's extremely important joint in the body. That's where is the interjunction between the upper and lower body. So you have two legs attaching to your sacrum, creating that lumbosacral um segment region and then just right right underneath that you have the hip joint which is a very big joint very powerful joint so that's why i call it the transmission of the kinetic body because whatever um, you produce with your core muscles with your lat muscles with your glute maximus muscle the biggest muscle of your of 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 your bum uh that energy actually get transmitted to the hip joint and then it goes to your knee and then it goes to your ankle foot and that's how you walk so uh it's unbelievable how common um the dysfunction of the hip joints are nowadays and for the main fact is that we we spend so much time sitting and even if you don't work in the office driving to work if you if you're driving an hour one way to work and another hour you know coming back it's still considered sitting and what happens is when you start squeezing those glute muscles because you're you, you're sitting a lot then Automatically, the mechanism that moves the hip joint uh, start becoming dysfunctional, and it start putting more pressure on the on the on the hip joint, and therefore you start having labrum, you know, problems, uh, pain, and then with time, probably with that compensation for minimum 10, 20 years, you end up with arthritis or degeneration. And then most likely hip joint replacement, which is unfortunately very, very, very common. And um, it is common because even any compensation on the ankle and knee or even your shoulders can actually affect the hip joint. So therefore, this joint has to deal with a lot of compensatory movements and patterns. 
But another thing that uh, gives similar pain to the hip joint pain, it's a bursa on the side of the hip, which they call it, if you, if you probably had any hip joint pain in the past that came kind of all of a sudden and very intense, you could not sleep on that side. Or every time if you were a passenger, let's say on the car or driving the car and you had a hard time getting out of the car because your hip was hurting, that's most likely a, a, a bursa pain. And people think, think right away that, oh, that's probably my, my, my hip is hurting. Most of the time it's not. It's, it's, it, it's very superficial uh, problem. It's very superficial uh, dysfunction. But if it doesn't get corrected, then it definitely it's going to end up with hip joint problems. So if you if you're now, let's say in your like 40s, 50s, and you're experiencing um, what we call it greater trochanteric bursitis, uh, then that's the first sign that you already have a dysfunctional muscle pattern that it's uh, your, your pelvic first, first of all, it's not sitting properly. So then you have those muscles on the side uh, called uh, tensor fascia latte muscles or like TFL muscles that control your IT band. And what they do is they start uh, overworking, they get tight, uh, tighter, uh, they start pulling the IT band and then just where the IT band actually crosses the hip joint, there is a, almost a soft tissue layer, like a sponge layer called bursa. And we have pretty much bursas anywhere in the body, wherever the muscle passes bony prominences. So prominences, it's called like a, a raise of the bone, like a, a bum on the bone. So wherever you have that, you're going to have bursas. So now if a muscle is actually putting more pressure, then it's going to squeeze the bursa. If bursa now gets to the point that it cannot handle this, this much pressure, it will actually start uh, getting inflamed. And then once it kind of gets inflamed, it fills with, with, with lymph, it swells up and the pain becomes very intense and you cannot walk, you cannot lay on that side. It would hurt every time when you go from sitting to, to, to standing position, it almost, it will catch you. So this is kind of the first sign that, yes, eventually you're going to end up with uh, uh, hip, uh, hip joint problems in the future. So you have to pay attention to this. And uh, because we do shockwave therapy, shockwave therapy helps amazing for um, greater trochanteric uh, bursitis. So the next one that people commonly have, it's, it's a growing pain. And uh, the growing pain, it's actually caused mostly by a, a hip flexor muscle that runs pretty much from your lower back and it touches in front of your hip joint. So that muscle usually gets super tight from sitting too much. So if you are, uh, let's say, a truck driver or office worker, you're spending a lot of time um, sitting, this muscle shortens up. 
And what happened, it's interesting. So that's one side coming from the lower back down. And then the other aspect is from your thigh muscles up. So when you're sitting, your thigh muscles are like your quadriceps muscles are stretched on the on the distal part, on the lower, lower fibers, but then they are actually shortened up on the proximal fibers, which is again closer to the hip. So now when you go from sitting position to standing position, your quadriceps muscles on the lower part which support your knee, they have been lengthened. We call it inhibited. So they get a little bit weaker. They're not really supporting things properly, especially in that moment when you're going from sitting to standing. The hip flexor tightness with the quadriceps muscle, uh, the, the upper fibers, tightness that 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 gets shortened so that needs to lengthen when when we stand so uh, those those uh dysfunctional muscle patterns um and these changes on the muscle fibers especially if you if you're sitting you know for hours the fascia gets congested so it's not able to offer you proper stability and stabilize the joint and that's where you kind of start pinching things deep inside, like ligaments, uh, tendons, uh, joint capsule, and therefore it catches. Therefore, it gives you that, that jarring, growing pain initially. So growing pain, it's kind of the second next level that your problem, it's very, very, very close to your hip joint. And then the third one, it's the hip joint itself. So if you have been functioning this way for pretty much rest of your life or half of your life or for years, obviously it's going to wear out that joint. So now you go and get an x-ray, MRI, and then they see changes in the, in the hip joint on, yeah, it's the joint, it's, it's worn out. And let's uh, talk to an orthopedic surgeon and you most likely need joint replacement. But before we, uh, we do that, Let's 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 try probably some cortisone shots because that that could help to alleviate the pain, and that's the pattern that we typically see our clients go through. And then uh, you treat the pain. Hopefully, the cortisone shot does the trick. Uh, that gives you temporary relief. On the other side, the dysfunction hasn't been corrected, and the time comes for uh, hip joint replacement. So now uh, you have to remember that uh, if you have been following me uh, with previous episodes, I mentioned in the past that uh, as a humans, we only have two legs. So if one is not working properly, the other one must take over, must do the work. So if this hip, if let's say the, the, the right hip, it's worn out, uh, now the left hip, it's, it's compensating. And therefore, a um, couple years later, you might end up in the, in the same thing. So therefore, the first critical step before thinking any surgeries, any joint replacement for the hip, you still have to think about the mechanism uh, that moves that, uh, that hip joint. Uh, you have to consider uh, that the mechanism is not going to change even though you change the, the, the joint. So it's extremely important to take care of that dysfunction first before you go in the surgery. Because 
with any surgery in the body, especially with uh, joint replacement surgeries, uh, there is a saying, whatever you go in with, that's what's going to be your starting point after the surgery. So let's say if you have a significant muscle atrophy before the surgery, when you come after surgery, that's the starting point or probably even worse. So uh, therefore, um, if you're somebody that you're looking to get a hip uh, replacement uh, surgery, then um, consider actually to still get a care, continue with care. Shockwave would be, again, another great option wherever you are to prepare to remove those scar tissues, those adhesions around the joint, because then once they replace the, the, the hip joint, the mechanism, it's at least working better. So then your recovery would be way, way, way better. So uh, I want to share probably a couple of uh, interesting stories that I've seen during my personal experience helping people daily uh, using uh, shockwave therapy. Um, for example, let's let's take an example of a human that has hasn't had any physical injury, had a pretty good life, has been, you know, normal activity, not too, not very intense, never had um, hip problem. But when they were young, they had appendectomy. So surgeries any, anywhere in the body, anytime, whenever you had them, they still affect you. They still hunt you. So that's why I'm going to repeat the question that we ask every single client that walks into unpaid clinic. Have you ever had any surgery from the time you're born to today? So in this case, uh, for males, typically appendectomy, even females too, but then female, it's, it's the same thing as uh, the C-sections. So, but appendectomies, what I've seen, they do affect more the right hip because first of all, um, when somebody has a surgery, the skin is cut, um, your body, your, your nervous system loses the ability to communicate with that site until the scar is healed, but the scar it's, doesn't get nerve endings. They don't heal overnight. So it's going to take very long time for them to, to kind of start working properly. So your nervous system is forced to actually find an alternative pathway. And uh, in cases of an appendectomy, when the core becomes dysfunctional, the next muscle that takes over, it's actually your hip flexors, specifically the, the iliopsoas muscles. So then uh, this uh, iliopsoas muscle groove attaches just below your hip joint and it starts actually pulling the hip like the, the 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 femur more towards the hip joint so it, it 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 causes more compression and then you walk that way and you feel great um you're doing running and you're doing walking doing all those things and then later in life you start developing what i kind of took you through from like uh uh, trochanteric bursitis and some growing pain and some issues. And that's how you end up with, with hip problems. So this is one way where we do see uh, how the hip has been deteriorated as a joint just due to the compensatory patterns. So even though you are probably at this stage of 
getting a hip uh, replacement, we would still actually go and treat that appendectomy scar or that C-section scar so we can restore the core muscle function. We can actually release that fascia that it's actually pulling, uh, relax uh, that muscle tension uh, on the hip flexors so then it 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 let go pulling off of the of the femur towards the hip joint so then when you replace the joint the mechanism starts working properly and then the other healthy side the opposite side would work properly because if one muscle group it's actually compensating in one side it's going to initiate kinetic chain compensations on the other side or on your upper body so it's interesting uh hip it's actually connected each hip is connected to your opposite shoulder. So if you, let's say, have a right hip problem, you most likely had or have, or you will have problems on the left shoulder because they connect through a posterior oblique system. So your left muscle, which is the biggest muscle of your back, connects with the opposite glute max muscle and the IT band. So that's how they kind of keep us stable and upright. So these are these are these sort of things that we have to look and not just, oh, you have a hip pain, let's try to actually stop this pain. Because in the end of the day, pain is just a signal that something is off in the system, but it doesn't tell you exactly what is off. So um if you live in the area that there's no shockwave therapy uh, available, uh, I just still want to help you uh, in any way possible. Uh, muscle groups that you have to really look for to, to strengthen uh, when you have a hip problem is uh, the most important ones are, uh, are the, the quadriceps muscles, the, the thigh muscles, and the glute muscles. Because typically those two muscle groups, they, they get weaker. And then the TFL, what I, what I mentioned in the beginning, the tensor fascia lata that controls the IT band, that gets super tight to, stable, to, to bring stability on the, on the hip area. And then your adductor muscle, the inner thigh, that gets super tight, again, trying to support your hip and they don't let go and if you actually make a mistake and you try to force them to to let go without engaging the quadriceps and the glute max muscles specifically then you're pretty much uh, eliminating the stability from the hip joint itself and things can get worse uh, hamstrings uh, pretty much they, they they take over they get super tight they're constantly pulling because the opposite muscle, which is the quadriceps muscle, it's not doing the work, it's, it's, it's weaker. So there's no kind of uh, antagonist, uh, what we call it, uh, pulling. So it's very important to, to stretch uh, before you do any strengthening, just gentle stretching of hamstring muscles, uh, relax a little bit the TFL muscle. You can use kind of a tennis ball or foam rolling or lacrosse ball. Not on the IT band though. This is the difference. So what you have to do is you have to take your, your like you start pretty much from the, the palm, 
like where your hands start, you place it on the hip with your fingers down. So wherever your fingers end from your hand to the finger, that region is pretty much what I would say about like 10 centimeters there, uh, about like three inches. Uh, that's the area that I would highly recommend to, 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 to loosen it up because that controls the IT band. If you try to do anything to IT band, forget it. It's, you, you can get the temporary relief, but it doesn't really go through. So therefore, you, you, you do some loosening on the, on the side there without trying to go over that, that bursa, that sensitive spot, that bony prominence. So stay more on the soft tissue. And then you do some adductor stretching or just massage of the muscle. Then you do the strengthening of the gluteus maximus muscles specifically and the, the quads. So this is kind of a, a, a typical pattern for <coughs> exercises to just help the hip joint. And uh, just write those names in YouTube. Nowadays, it's, there's a lot of exercises and you can just look probably specifically for, for, for each of them. If you're somebody that are from uh, Edmonton, Alberta, then we are here at the Unpaying Clinic. We have two locations. We can actually uh, help you directly. But anyone else around the world that is listening to, to this podcast, we still... Uh, love to help you wherever you are. Uh, so we can probably guide you for the, for the best uh, clinic uh, near you for shockwave therapy or other modalities that might help for the hip joint. Another modality that we, we have a lot of clients get, it's a stem cell therapy for, for uh, degenerative hip joint or arthritis. And uh, it's interesting, it, it helps, um, but again, you're not treating the dysfunction that caused the problem in the first place. So uh, we're not against stem cells, we love them because they are our master cells and they do repair whatever has been physically injured. But before you go in regeneration, before you build a house, you need a plant. So that's why you want to make sure that you're not building your house on the river. You're building on the land where, where the land is actually solid. So you can build the house, not just like trying to build a house anywhere. So that's why treating the dysfunction first is very important. If you're lucky to get shockwave before uh, the stem cells, then uh, we have seen from our experience, they work amazing. If shockwave is done before, then they do the, the, the stem cells because first the dysfunction is corrected. There's scar tissues that will be removed in the area. Then you add the stem cells or you can even do PRP because stem cell injections are not available in, in Canada uh, right now. So uh, even, even PRP would still help to get the biological stimulation going. Then you add some, some light exercises just to re-engage those muscles. And it honestly, it could help a lot, like to the point that we have had clients that we have saved even from uh, hip replacement surgeries. Because um, not everything that you see in the body that has degeneration requires a surgery. So I'm not against surgeries, don't get me wrong. 
but I'm against doing surgery without actually knowing the real cause of what the problem is. So uh, we do have clients that still end up in, in surgery regardless, but when, the, when they see us before the surgery, the recovery has been uh, significantly faster. So uh, we are here to support it regardless where you are, uh, what point in, in your life. Uh, so yeah, I think I pretty much covered a lot about the knee pain, arthritis, because a lot of people get probably a tag, uh, oh, you have arthritis in the hip pain. It's honestly, it's just a part of this compensation that I already um, explained. Uh, if you take x-ray of the whole body and you see arthritis everywhere and anywhere, that's normal. That's very normal because your body is kind of degenerating equally. So your biology, it's working properly. If you have arthritis more in one joint, it means that you overuse that joint, you overloaded that joint and the patterns are, are the same. So uh, at Unpain Clinic, we focus more on trying to understand the dysfunction rather than going after the, the, the name, after the, the diagnosis. Although so many times it's yes, the diagnosis, it's, it's, it's correct, but you have to understand the diagnosis. Diagnosis for, for human conditions are just like name tags. So then practitioners kind of understand what, what they're dealing with. But it doesn't, doesn't mean anything when it comes to the, to the function of human body because inside our, our system, there's no names. So uh, because we call it hip joint, your nervous system doesn't call it a hip joint. So it kind of uses it more as a, as a big joint to absorb and deliver more power. Okay, so uh, if you need any further help, we are always here. We offer free telehealth session for all our uh, listeners, uh, clients uh, for 15 minutes. They can uh, connect with a therapist directly through our website on painclinic.com. Uh, get in touch. Uh, let's see if you qualify for our treatments. Let's see wherever you are. Yesterday, it's it's so interesting because of the podcast, because us putting the word out there, we had a client from uh, United States who was very interested to actually uh, have this uh, technology or those this approach available even in United States, because it doesn't matter the geography, humans are humans, humans need help. And, and pretty much they're dealing with the same uh, problems wherever that, that they're living. So yeah, doesn't matter where you are, get in touch. We truly want to help you. Thank you for your time and uh, have a great time till the next episode. Thank you.